Hello and welcome to episode number 446 of Holy Crap It Sports. It's a lovely Friday afternoon, 80-something degrees here at the Sandy Springs Podcast Center in Laundromat. How you doing? I'm your host, Pete Davis, here for the whole show. And we got a great long show for you today, something to keep you throughout the entire weekend. So sit back, uh, take a sip, and enjoy. Light one up, whatever you got. Uh, let's see. Uh, oh, follow me on Twitter, Pete Davis one Or let's see, be a patron of the show. Go to patreon.com, P-A-T-R-E-O-N, and look up Holy Crap at Sports. Just a Slurpee or a cheeseburger a month is all we're asking. If you love the show, please help support it. Uh, what else we got going here? Oh, if you want to write me a letter, Pete Davis one at yahoo.com. And a T-shirt. Don't you want a T-shirt? So drink up, Shriners. All kinds of good stuff. A camera show T-shirts. Go to uh, farmhouseprintingco.com. And that's it, farmhouseprintingco.com. They got all kinds of stuff, not just T-shirts, everything. They'll engrave, laser engrave anything you want. I don't think they laser engrave the T-shirts. They'd probably catch them on fire. But thermoses, thermoses, what is ever that? Uh, Special thermoses, mugs, whatever you got. Let's do this. By the way, this is the fourth or fifth attempt to do this one today. The first two or three times, I, I didn't plug it in right. And then the last one, it just decided to stop. And so we're starting all over again. But you know what? Rehearsal sometimes helps. Let's get to the headlines for Friday, June the 3rd. Uh, the Phillies fire Joe Girardi. The Braves begin a series in Colorado's pinball machine of a ballpark. A former Braves prospect and his many comebacks, the story of Christian Bethencourt. You're not going to believe how much NIL money Ohio State is saying it's going to need just to keep the players they already have. A Mets player does something to himself that my great-grandmother did to me when I was a young lad. And before you get all hinky, don't worry, it's nothing to call the authorities about. Besides, the statute of limitations is over. An LSU fan sneaks into the SEC meetings and makes Nick Saban an offer he was able to refuse. Arkansas re-ups a coach. A Masters champ disqualified at the memorial because he cheated. The easily offended really have their carving knives out for Hall of Famer Jim Cott. A legendary broadcaster is hanging it up. The Falcons make a move and a former Falcon retires. We may finally have proof of white privilege in sports and a sad ending to a football career drilled by a horrible life-threatening injury. But what a story of courage and comeback. Well, as predicted, Joe Girardi, I said he'd be gone by the All-Star break. Well, it was a little earlier than that. The Phillies let him go. They have fired him, saying they really just uh, couldn't take the losing. They're 22-29, and 29, lost seven of their past nine. They're in third place in the NL East, 12 games behind the Mets and behind the Braves, too. Dave Dombrowski, here's talk about white privilege, a guy that I just can't stand, says it's been a frustrating season, but I can only fire him. <laughs> just kidding, he didn't really say that. Uh, Joe Girardi, the stand-up guy he is, made his regular appearance on Sirius XM afterwards, saying we underperformed, and that falls on me. It was the, the bullpen and the slow offensive starts are mainly the two reasons that I got fired because we didn't win. Girardi, now 57, was the Phillies manager for three seasons, uh, had a losing record. Uh, they haven't been to the playoffs since 2011, but in 14 seasons as a manager of the Marlins, Yankees, and Phillies, he won 1,120 games, lost 935, and won a World Series with New York in 2009, the last time the Yankees won a World Series. Hell, isn't it the last time they were in one? Uh, let's see. The Phillies have a $224 million payroll, and, of course, they have all those big names. Bryce Harper they paid all that money to, Zach Wheeler, Aaron Nola, J.T. Real Muto, Nick Castellanos, Cal Schwarber. Uh, yet they haven't won a World Series since 2008, and the fans are getting upset. Bench coach Rob Thompson will serve as the team's interim manager for the rest of the season. Uh, nothing like water. By the way, kids, a little broadcasting note here. 
Do not take a big chunk of angel food cake and put it in your pie hole right before you do the show. This is not good. And plus, and another one, Gatorade is not good uh, when you're on the air. Gatorade kind of dries your throat out. Water is always good, or, or tea, or chocolate milk. Uh, the Braves got their Rocky Mountain high last night by spanking the Rockies 13-6. to Travis Darno, who some were questioning if he should be starting ahead of William Contreras, smacked two homers, including a grand slam. No lead is safe. It was 9-1, to and nobody is, is happy with that. And finally, they got ahead 13-6. to Ian Anderson got the win, and it's good to see the bats finally awake now after a slow start this season. Michael Harris, his bat's slowly coming around. I think he had two or three hits last night. But his defense, already all-star caliber. Even though he did uh, dive and miss one last night, he dove and called another one. Too bad Marcelo Zuna is still patrolling left, though. If only Jorge Soler was around. The Braves chose Eddie Rosario and Adam Duvall for various reasons. Jock Peterson and Soler are having great seasons elsewhere, and Rosario won't be back until after the All-Star break, hopefully then, and Duvall is riding the bench, although he is expected to play the next three games there in Denver. If you can't hit there, maybe it's time to start looking elsewhere. Meanwhile, Jamison Tyon took a perfect game into the eighth inning last night at Yankee Stadium before the Angels got a hit. But the Halos lost the game late. They've now dropped eight games in a row, and the body language on that team is horrible. Now, Girardi just got let go. Is Joe Madden in trouble? Even the broadcasters talked about Shohei Otani moping around the mound as he got tagged in the first game of the doubleheader, home run after home run. Then in the second game, I saw something I've never seen before. Mike Trout lollygagging in the center field. Not much, but a little bit, and allowed the Yankees player to take an extra base. So the question is, has Joe Madden lost the team in Anaheim, his two biggest stars? I don't know. Sure looks so right now. As for watching that near-perfect game, I enjoyed listening and reading Tom Verducci. He really knows his baseball, and you learn something every time he says something. But a little bit of Tom goes a long way, as I found out on the MLB Network, watching over two hours of Tom lecturing me as if he just invented the game of baseball and was trying to explain it to the rest of us. He reminds me of a college professor that you like and a class that you like, but he's up at the chalkboard and he's been droning on and on about quantum physics and it's hot and your eyes are getting so heavy and he just keeps talking and talking. Yeah. Uh, also, I'm watching the A's lose to the Astros Wednesday and I keep seeing a guy named Bethancourt playing for the athletics. It's an unusual name. And so I thought back to the other time I heard it, Christian Bethancourt. Uh, one time, supposed to be the next big catcher for the Braves, the guy that would make us forget about Brian McCann. But something happened to him on the way. He couldn't hit a lick. He also wasn't a very good catcher. Had a great arm. But uh, the other two things, not a good combo if your goal is to be a major league backstop. So off he went, bounced around a little bit, and decided, I'm going to be a pitcher. Came back with the Padres a little bit and pitched like five and a third innings. Did okay, but not great. And next thing you know, he's out of major league baseball. So now I'm watching him Wednesday crush a home run in Oakland, and I'm thinking there's no way this is the same Christian Bethencourt from all those years ago. Well, guess what? It is. He's now 30 years old, and he's back with the A's. He has almost quit. He went down to Panama, uh, where he's from, to become a farmer, and he got a call from the A's to come back up. I remember, he came up with Atlanta. He's 21 years old, but he hadn't been a major leaguer for five seasons. And he had a disappointing season in Korea in 2019 and a bad one, even worse, in 2020. He was cut by the Phils after a spring training tryout. And even a pretty good AAA season with the Pirates last year didn't even get him a call-up. As bad as the Pirates were, they didn't even bother to call him up. So he basically said, I'm 30 years old. Maybe time to go home and 
by the farm. <laughs> Not in the sense that we usually say by the farm. By the way, he's played just about everywhere. Catcher, pitcher, first baseman, second baseman, left fielder, right fielder. And he thought I was pretty much it was over when the Pirates didn't call me up. So my brother-in-law, we got together and we bought a farm. They're going to be a meat and dairy farm down there, even though he says he's a self-described city boy growing up in Panama City. But now he's a 17-acre farm. But when he got the call, he's handed it over to the brother-in-law and says, I'm going up to play a little baseball. Uh, the money's better. That's for damn sure. So uh, let's see. He's, uh, I'm not going to say what he did in spring training. He did well enough to uh, bring him up. The Braves signed him as a 16-year-old back in 2008. In parts of six seasons, he's batted 219 with eight homers and 506 at-bats. Uh, let's see. Back in 2016, his average throw to second base from the catching position Major League leading 88.8 miles per hour. He allowed six runs over six games with San Diego a few years ago. Uh, but his two-way player days are over. Mark Kotze, the manager of the A's, says he's, you know, you're not going to pitch him. <laughs> but uh, he says he's ready now. If it ends, he goes back to the farm. But it's okay. He's loving it right now. So Christian Bethencourt, that's a pretty good story about not giving up. Even though he did give up, didn't he? Anyway, uh, Francisco Lindor literally gave the double doors in his hotel room the finger, leaving the Mets suddenly searching shortstop on the bench for the first game of their measuring stick series against the Dodgers. Dodgers is coming off being swept at home by the Pirates the first time in 22 years that had happened. And I, I'm worried about Charlie Steiner. I know the Pirates and Dodgers played Memorial Day, which is still part of the weekend. But they were playing late Wednesday night. And Charlie kept calling it a weekend series. Charlie, it's Wednesday night. Yeah, they played Monday, but come on. Uh, Buck Showalter says Lindor got his right middle finger in the doors of the hotel. Don't know when he'll be back. My great-grandmother did that to me. Uh, didn't mean to. Uh, when I was a kid, I stuck my finger in the bathroom. The bathroom door is open, so I kind of stuck my finger in the, the crack. And she closed it. And, uh, whoa, did I let out a yell uh twins broadcaster jim cott is in hot water again and i'm so sick of people coming after this guy he's one of the nicest guys you'll ever meet even though i've never met him he was referring to yankees left-hander nestor cortez who he loves to watch and pitch and i've said it before i love to watch this kid pitch he called nestor nestor the molester yesterday it's the second so-called offensive remark in the past year by the 83 year old hall of famer Minnesota's Critch Archer struck out Tiger star Miguel Cabrera. Cobb began to explain that Cortez had become one of his favorite pitchers. And here's his quote. Nestor the molester, Nestor Cortez, angles and different speeds. He's a pitcher, end quote. It was nothing but a compliment. There's no way Jim Cobb was comparing him with a child molester. His name's... Uh, how many times have you yelled do the Uncle Fester, Chester D. Molester jokes and stuff like that? Uh, so the twins have talked to him. And they say they're probably not going to, you know, he says he's going to call Nestor and, and, you know, and apologize and all that stuff. I meant no ill will. But uh, Kat also got in trouble uh, in October <laughs> when Yoan Mankata of the White Sox was playing. Uh, he said, teams should try and get a 40-acre field full of players who look like Yoan. It reminded some viewers of the unfulfilled promise of the U.S. government that freed slaves would get 40 acres and a mule following the war between the states. Cod apologized later in that game for saying that. And, of course, he needed to at that point. That was kind of silly that he said that, but he didn't mean any harm by it. I posted a T-shirt slogan yesterday on social media that had a pic of the serial killer Buffalo Bill on it from the movie Silence of the Lambs. The caption read, and I'm going to do it like Buffalo Bill, 
If you're offended, I've got some thicker skin in the basement. It puts the lotion, what's it? It puts the lotion on the skin unless it gets the hose again or something. Everyone who is allegedly offended by Jim Cott needs to go down into Buffalo Bill's basement and not come out. And former brave Josh Donaldson says he's hurt and he's surprised by the lack of support that he's getting from the Yankees, including his teammates, and his spat with White Sox prima donna Timmy Anderson. College football news here. Adam Spencer of Saturday Down South does a great job. That whole website does about covering the SEC. And he's talking about Nick Saban as the greatest college football coach of all time in terms of titles won. Six at Alabama and one at LSU. But it's been a long time since that 2003 national championship in Baton Rouge. And one young LSU fan says he's had enough. The high school senior from Louisiana, who, hell, wasn't even alive back in 2003, uh, snuck past security to give Saban a piece of his mind. He says, for the pain that he's given me the past 12 years, I go to the game every year. I sit there in the fourth quarter. LSU is up, and I think this is the year. And then I see Saban run away with it. I'm a diehard LSU fan. I build myself up on Fridays thinking this is the year we're going to beat them. They have the lead, and they just blow up. I just think that I can't believe I just witnessed another Saban beatdown. So what did the conversation uh, entail when the kid got hold of Saban? Nick Saban says, the kid offered me $5,000 to leave Alabama and go back to LSU. <laughs> Get away from me, kid. You bother me. Uh, we, uh, <laughs> Arkansas football coach Sam Pittman, who last season guided the Razorbacks to their first top 25 finish since 2011, he's got a new contract through 2026. It will be extended by a year if the Razorbacks win seven or more games in any season out of the next five, which they will. He's got that program turned around, and that's, that was my daddy's team, and I like that. Uh, I pull for the Razorbacks against every team except Ole Miss. Uh, let's see. A bowl victory against a Power 5 opponent and a top 25 team would count toward the seven wins. The 60-year-old Pittman uh, will earn an average of more than $6 million annually with uh, bonuses built in, so that's really nice. Barrett Sally of CBSSports.com, who lives around here in Atlanta, is talking about NIL, and you're not going to believe Ohio State's position. Uh, the debate on how to properly govern name, image, and likeness has been raging since the laws were passed at the state level last year. Uh, basically, we have a lack of knowledge as to how much money is being funneled to players through third-party collectives. But Ohio State coach Ryan Day has pegged an actual dollar figure on what his program needs just to maintain a championship-caliber roster. Not to get new guys, just to keep the ones they have. A day and Buckeyes AD Gene Smith told business leaders in Columbus, Ohio, that they're going to need $13 million just to keep their roster intact. Says that total would include money generated through collectives that have been created. One phone call and their players out the door, Day says. We cannot let that happen at Ohio State. I'm not going to uh, sound the alarm. I'm just trying to be transparent on what we're dealing with. Nick Saban tried to sound the alarm. Day doesn't feel like $13 million is going too far when he compares it to what other schools are doing or what's going to happen in the future. Quote, if the speed limit's 45 miles an hour and you drive 45 miles an hour, a lot of people are going to pass you by. If you go too fast, you're going to get pulled over, end quote. So he's basically saying there's going to be cheating built in. Uh, former Ohio State quarterback Quinn Ewers reportedly signed a $1.4 million deal prior to the Buckeyes' first game last year. He's now transferred to Texas. Uh, current uh, quarterback and Heisman Trophy finalist C.J. Stroud is probably worth more than that. Bryce Young in Alabama was approaching a million dollars in NIL money. That was a while back. Holy cow. One of the uh, unnamed five-star quarterback in next year's draft, probably Arch 
uh, Manny has agreed to a deal that could pay him upwards of $8 million. We don't even know where he's going yet. Uh, Sports Illustrated says that the entry point for recruiting in the NIL is around $5 million. That's the entry. That's insane. Uh, meanwhile, last night, former Central Florida star quarterback McKenzie Milton announced he's retiring from the game of football. Says there's no easy way to put it or say this, but my playing days have come to an end. He went on Instagram to say this. With the NFL draft and what happened, it's pretty evident a path to the league is not realistic given what's happened. Remember, he got hurt a few years ago, a horrible leg injury that almost cost him his leg and his life. And he was looking good before. I mean, he was pro caliber, and it's really a shame. But everybody in Central Florida says he will always be our GOAT down here, greatest of all time, that he's special, and he tried to come back. And he did come back and play a little bit of college football. I forget where he was, Memphis or somewhere. I forget where he came back from. But he says, uh, God bless you all, and much love for all the support. So we wish nothing but the best for McKenzie Milton from now on. NFL news, still no word on what took the life of former Bears and Cowboys running back Marion Barber III, found dead in his Dallas, Texas apartment. Barber was 38. ABC News is getting roasted, though, for what they posted. Here's what they said. Justin, Marion Barber, the former Cowboys running back, who scored plenty of touchdowns without recording a 1,000-yard season, has died. While ABC News was technically correct, Barber rushed for 4,700 yards and scored 53 touchdowns during a seven-year career. Many fans found the reference uh, to be disappointing and insensitive. Why did they have to say, this isn't the first time something like this has happened. Why do they have to put a downer in there when the man has just died? Twitter immediately responded with takes like, is this Adam Schefter's burner phone? Because Schefter's done this a few times. Turd Ferguson tweeted, Surprised you didn't bring up the fact that he threw exactly zero touchdowns in his NFL career. I mean, it makes this ridiculous. The Falcons signed receiver and return specialist Cameron Batson uh, from the Titans. Uh, let's see. He was an undrafted free agent four years ago. At that time, Arthur Smith was the Titans' tight ends coach. Marcus Mariota was the starting quarterback. Batson uh, played in 27 games, three starts, and three seasons for Tennessee. Had a shoulder injury three years ago. Overall, 22 catches uh, for 197 yards and two touchdowns, but he is coming off an ACL injury from week six of last season. To balance out the scales, the Falcons released offensive lineman Rashad Coward. Veteran center Alex Mack announced his retirement after a 13-year career with the Browns, Falcons, and 49ers. Selected in the 2009 draft by Cleveland, spent seven seasons there, three Pro Bowls, five seasons with the Falcons, three more Pro Bowls, uh, made the only Super Bowl appearance in uh, Super Bowl 51. Started 196, all of them regular season games of his career. Named to the Pro Football Hall of Fame's All-Decade Team of the 2010s. Meanwhile, Brent Musburger is quitting. He put out a tweet, says, Many thanks to the Raiders organization for fond memories. I'll miss my broadcast partner, former Falcon Lincoln Kennedy, and the radio production crew. What's next? I hear Mike Trout might step down as commissioner of his fantasy league. You never know. Uh, Musburger has been the voice of the LA Las Vegas Raiders sorry, for uh, the last four years. Uh, man, he was king of the walk back at NFL Today and CBS. That was the only show people watched before an NFL game on Sundays. Uh, Andrew Marchand of the New York Post says the NBC is, get this, eyeing Jason Garrett, the former Cowboys head coach and Giants OC, to replace Drew Brees as game analyst on Notre Dame football and possibly on Football Night in America. Okay, if you're looking for white privilege in the world of sports, his name is Jason Garrett. That's the poster boy. This guy came out of Princeton, 
never has done anything, was a backup quarterback, stealing money for years, was the head coach of the Cowboys, never won anything with them for, what, 12, 13 years? He was the poster boy and, and pet of uh, Jerry Jones. He, he gets fired from the Cowboys finally, goes to the – immediately gets another job with the Jets, sucks there too, uh, and now he's going to be up uh, – and he's, uh, he's white bread, boring. Uh, he looks like Howdy Doody. The man never said an interesting thing in his life, and now he's going to be a broadcaster. Who keeps, who keeps thinking people want to see or hear this guy, even have him coach? Ah, oh, it just drives me crazy. This, this love of mediocrity in this country, this Peter principle, keep putting people in positions that they've already suck at. Well, let's, let's promote him. Anyway, hell of an agent. Wish I had his agent. A golf news, Hideki Matsuyama, the 2021 Masters champion, disqualified from the first round of the Memorial uh, yesterday, had an illegal substance on the face of his three-wood. And no, that's not a euphemism. Uh, they became aware because, guess what? Somebody emailed a photograph that had been posted on Instagram. So officials walked out on the course and spoke to him, let him play for a while while they thought about it. Uh, they said, are you carrying the club and did you use it? He said he used it to tee off on the first hole. And they said the white correction fluid was applied to the club's face to help him center the ball. The damage was done, one shot, and it's a disqualification. And it's not the first time he's done this. Last night's huge comeback by the Celtics in San Francisco proves once again you should never bet money on my NBA picks. If my prediction is to come true, the Warriors have to sweep the next four. <laughs> Al Horford, three wins away from his first title. And you know what? Good for him. I really underestimated the Celtics. Now, they may still lose, but uh, they really, that fourth quarter last night, bam, boom, boom. But how, how many threes did they hit? Was it like 15 or something? I, I was un unbelievable. Uh, on this day, June 3rd, first baseball unis worn by the New York Knickerbockers. It was a uniform of straw hats, white shirts, and blue long trousers on this date in 1851. 1925, uh, Eddie Collins became the sixth player to get 3,000 hits. 1930, Grover Cleveland Alexander, released by the Phillies. 1971, uh, Chicago Cub uh, Ken Holtzman, his second no-hitter, beat the Reds 1-0. 1988, Margot Adams sued Red Sox third baseman Wade Boggs for palimony. I don't think she won, but I think we've heard a lot about Wade Boggs we didn't want to know. Uh, 1991, Thomas Hearns captured the WBA light heavyweight title. Birthdays on June 3rd, Jim Gentile. Uh, Diamond Jim, born in San Francisco, played a lot for the Orioles, I think. 1939, speaking of the Orioles, Steve Dalkowski, inspiration for Bull Durham, the film, born in New Britain, Connecticut, died a couple years ago. He was fast but wild, like Nuke Lelouch, that was his name, yeah, Tim Robbins' character. 1943, Billy Cunningham, basketball Hall of Fame forward and coach, uh, was a player and champion for the 76ers, born in Brooklyn. 1945, Hale Irwin, U.S. golfer, won the U.S. Open in 74, 79, and 90, born in Joplin, Missouri. Uh, let's see, 1959, Sam Mills, linebacker for the Saints and Panthers, died in 2005. Really good player. Undersized. 1960, Steve Lyons, player and sports broadcaster, born in Tacoma, famous for once pulling down his pants on national television to shake dirt out of his underwear. 1977, Travis Hafner, when he first came up, I thought, man, I wish the Braves had this guy. And then he just disappeared. First baseman for the Indians, tied the Major League record, six grand slams in 2006, born in Jamestown, North Dakota, and for some reason just kind of faded. Hmm. Let's see, 1986, uh, Rafael Nadal was born, Spanish tennis player, 
a record 21 Grand Slam singles titles. The last one tainted because uh, the Australians wouldn't let Djokovic play. Born in Manacor, Balearic Islands in Spain. The Balearic Islands, I believe, were in the Mediterranean. Anyway, uh, Nadal, I think he's about to win or has just won the French. Did he? I don't know. Uh, 1986, guess who? Al Horford. Uh, for the Celtics, uh, former Hawk, Dominican basketball player, born in Puerto Plata, Dominican Republic. I'd forgotten that. Dead people on June 3rd. In 1904, a man by the name of Vincent Tancred died. And I'm thinking, well, what's special about him? He's a South African cricket player. The, died at age 28. He committed suicide. And I'm thinking there's got to be more to this. And there is. Tancred uh, had hopes of being on the 1904 South African touring side to go to England but he was only listed as a reserve, and he lapsed into depression. After an evening of playing billiards with friends at a club in Johannesburg, he borrowed a revolver. Okay, the guy didn't make the team. He's depressed. He's drunk, and you give him your gun? Uh, he returned to the hotel where he was staying and apparently shot himself not once, not twice, but three times in the head. We joke about this. Yeah, he got shot three times in the head. You know, he, he had some... Uh, I didn't know he had any... Um, information about uh, hillary clinton but obviously he did uh shot himself three times in the head was he a soccer player he couldn't use his hands well found unconscious by his brother bernard they rushed to the hospital uh actually bernard had heard that somebody had given vincent a gun so he rushed to him but he was too late tancred died four hours after being after shooting himself his brother lewis a member of the actual touring team that went to england uh, withdrew from the team, but then came back and posted large scores in Vincent's memory. So a little sad story there. 1993, on June 3rd, we lost Joe Fortenberry, basketball forward and captain of the Olympic gold team of 1936. He died at the age of 82. In 2013, Deacon Jones, Pro Football Hall of Fame defensive end, eight-time Pro Bowler for the L.A. Rams and San Diego Chargers, died from natural causes, 73. Great in the Miller Lite commercials. 2006, his standard move was to open palm, slap the guy in the ear hole, and make him deaf. 2016, Muhammad Ali, a world heavyweight champion, was born, died of a respiratory illness at 74. 2017, Jimmy Pearsall, outfielder, MLB All-Star in the 50s, bipolar disorder, was the subject of the book and the film Fear Strikes Out with Anthony, I can never remember this guy's name, the dude from uh, Psycho, Alexa, who played the role in Psycho? From Fanshare.com. Actor Anthony Perkins is well known. Alexa, stop. Anthony Perkins. I can never remember his name. He died at age 87, Jimmy Pearsall did. Uh, I've never seen the movie, but everybody says it was horrible because uh, uh, Mr. Perkins couldn't play baseball. In 2020, Johnny Majors, uh, College Football Hall of Fame halfback, All-American in 56 at Tennessee, Coached Iowa State, the national championship in 76 with Pittsburgh, also at Tennessee, died at age of 85. And a big wedding on this day, June 3rd.